for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. The Ten Ds of the Unborn by Barbara Smith, Part 2. So continuing from last week, let us look at the fifth D. This stands for determination. This is obtained and realized by knowledge of the gospel, the principles and doctrines found in God's word. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And Romans 10, 17 lets us know how this is possible. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Ephesians 2.8 gives us a second element to the recipe of walking with God with determination. For by faith are ye saved, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Galatians 3.24 shows that building faith and determination through knowledge is not a new concept. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Without the fortification of the word, we will not be able to succeed in our Christian walk. Ephesians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. However, to stand against the lies of the enemy, we must have a solid foundation in the truth of God's word. The sixth D for the unborn is doubt. This is one directive that we should not have. Doubt comes through deceit. Satan is not our friend, and his only weapon is deceit. This began in the Garden of Eden and continues today. Eve knew God's command, but was not fully versed on the details, nor did she have a personal relationship with God as Adam did. She fell for Satan's lies and tricks because he twisted the truth to confuse her and cause her to doubt God's word. This process all took place before any disobedience occurred. In 1 Timothy 2.8, we see God's desire for us is to not doubt, which shows our faith and trust in him. It says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. The seventh D is discouragement. Defeat is often a contributor to discouragement. This can cause people to walk away from their walk with God and throw in the towel, so to speak. We might all fight against this from time to time, but when we call on Jesus, he will be there for us. We see in the parable of the sower where Jesus explains a portion of it in Mark 4, verses 16 and 17. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, 
when affliction and persecution ariseth for the word's sake immediately they are offended the instructions we need to help us thwart off discouragement are found in james four seven and eight submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you draw nigh to god and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded and in psalms fifty one sixteen and seventeen it says for thou desirest not sacrifice else would i give it thou delightest not in burnt offerings the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart o god thou wilt not despise these are things that eve did not consider before reacting we must take initiative by studying the word of god and not be reactionary when adverse circumstances come our way which will cause us to become discouraged and fall the eighth d is discipline this is a particularly important aspect of our walk with the lord but it cannot be all-consuming because this will lead us to a life that has no joy in it they say a rut is like a grave with the two ends knocked out of it this is not somewhere where any of us want to live we must not lull ourselves to sleep become complacent or lethargic by living without enthusiasm there are only three things that we do through discipline these are bible reading prayer and fasting the rest god does for us and gives us freely Ephesians 2, 8-10 through 10 tells us, as we read a portion before, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The ninth D is desperation. We should be pursuing after God in earnest daily so that our soul does not reach a point of desperation and dehydration. David said in Psalm 42 verse 1, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Just as we need food, water, and oxygen to sustain life physically, we need the living water, the bread of life, and the breath of the Holy Ghost for our spiritual man. There is nothing that can fill the void in our soul but God. Our efforts to satisfy ourselves any other way will not work. They will leave us unfulfilled and will not quench our thirst. Jesus taught the multitude in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 or 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled god removed saul from the throne and anointed david to be king not because he was perfect but because david was always desperately desiring to please god first samuel 13 verse 14 says but now thy kingdom shall not continue the lord has sought him a man after his own heart and the lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people because thou saul hath not kept that which the lord commanded thee our desperation should not be because we have tried to make it on our own but because we are proactively seeking him with all of our heart soul mind and strength desperately we can all have happy moments in our lives depending on the circumstances at the time but they are just temporary at best 
True joy and peace comes from our relationship with God. Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that ye might have life, and that ye might have it more abundantly. Romans 14 verse 17 tells us, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be to him like a well of water springing up into eternal life. If you need an example of the desperation we should have in our pursuit of God, you can see this in a person who is dying. They will cry for help. They will claw their way from danger. They will grope in the dark to reach the light or grasp frantically for their last breath. They will use every ounce of strength they have left. This type of desperation coupled with determination is seen in the woman with the issue of blood. The full story is found in Mark 5, but she spent all she had had seen every doctor she could see, tried every potion they had to give her, but was still growing weaker day by day because there was no cure to be found for her ailment. She found her way through the crowd, clawed and crawled for the mere chance of just touching Jesus' garment. So great was her faith and desperation and determination that she received her healing from the Master the very moment she touched him. The tenth D to the unborn is deliverance. When we completely surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, he breathes his breath of life into us and gives us deliverance as he did for the woman with the issue of blood. We are his creation and we need the breath of life daily. This was not just a one-time thing that we see in the story of the creation. In Genesis 2-7, it states, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. Adam could not and did not struggle with God. A person dying that needs air is given CPR by another person who is trying to save their life. They are in essence breathing into them and breathing for them. The one needing the breath is not fighting or struggling with them, but receiving the breath of life. Romans 9, 20 through 21 shows us this concept as well. Nay, but O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay for the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? We must allow him to mold and make us into the vessel he wants us to be. He is the potter and we are the clay. After Jesus' resurrection, he told his disciples in John 10 verses 20 through 21, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. 
and whosoever sin ye retain they are retained god has called us to live for him and work for him we must pass on his deliverance to others however we cannot do it alone we must allow him to breathe his holy spirit on us in us and through us daily from the first deed of duty to making that decision to be born again to live for him from being determined seeking his direction accepting his deliverance not becoming discouraged not doubting disciplining ourselves to continue this walk and being desperate and seeking him desperately from day to day and as we implement these ten directives in our lives we will mature and become the mother aka the church just as those who had sought after us and mothered us then we will be ready for that next group of babies that are yet to be born into the kingdom of god it's a new day. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.